So now that we've kind of talked about, obviously in the first one about what is rape culture, how do we perpetuate it? Now we've talked about specifically on college campuses where it is so accepted. It's just so big and like so unavoidable. Mm -hmm. Now let's, let's be proactive. Yes. Let's look at ways we can combat it. First and foremost, please, this is the same thing with any problem. If you go to any 12-step program, any addiction, any whatever, the first thing you have to do is accept that rape culture exists. Yes. Stop denying that it's not real, that women don't get raped. Exactly, because women get raped. Mm-hmm. Obviously, rape, women get raped. Rape happens, and we live in a society that loves to hide that. Yes. We live in a society that loves to accept it and make it easier for rapists to rape. Yes. As soon as we accept that rape culture exists and that it is spreading at alarmingly high rates, that's when we can combat the problem. Yes, exactly. So obviously accepting it is the first step. Then avoid using language that degrades or objectifies women. And you should speak out if you hear someone making an offensive joke or trivializing rape. So, this I mean, is a huge thing I see all the time, especially on social media. Mm-hmm. I've gotten into so many fights in Instagram comments with guys who say, it's not your sense of humor, so stop being offended by it. Is this what you snowflakes like to say now? Rape jokes are canceled now? That happened yesterday. That is, that is a conversation I had yesterday with someone. And then I was like... I don't know why you're defending these rape jokes so much, but clearly you're probably setting yourself up to be a rapist in the future. Then he deleted the whole conversation. So rape jokes aren't funny because rape isn't funny. Yeah. Rape is not something that's funny. Absolutely. And there's a difference between a survivor using their experience to bring light to a bigger issue. Right. Than somebody who just wants to like, crack a joke with their friends and exactly get like a sad little chuckle right no no the one i heard was it was pretty much something along the lines of it was something about not fighting back i can't remember what it was but it was awful i feel like it was something saying if you think men are weak then how come you couldn't stop him or something Mm. and then he was thrusting into the camera it was on tiktok what what makes you think you can say that? And where is the joke? Yeah, why is that funny? I'm confused as to even what aspect of that was supposed to be right? the joke. Like, what was funny about it? That's literally just an insult yeah. to women and then trying to be exactly. rape. rape jokes to me are being like, oh, ha, ha, you can't even look at a woman nowadays without being right. convicted of sexual assault. Uh, to a group of people, that might be considered funny. And it's it shouldn't not. be joked about ever, and it's not no funny. No form of rape joke is funny. And obviously there's different variations of the degree, obviously. But no matter what mm-hmm. it is, even if it's something as light as that, light in air quotes because it's not light, rape is real and awful, and it shouldn't be joked about. Or it's something as awful as the one that I said, No matter what, it's not okay and it's not funny. And it's also obviously has so much to do with ending locker room talk like we talked about earlier in our first podcast. Even if you're alone with a group of just your boys, that doesn't give you permission to make women faceless, nameless objects 
that you can do whatever you want to and say whatever you want about. Exactly. Doing that in private just means that you think about it in public. Exactly. And there is this woman, her name is Alexis Jones, and her whole job, and I think it's a huge company now, is going into these locker rooms, going to talk to these boys because their coaches requested it and telling them like, what you can and can't say to women. That's so smart. And you can look her up on YouTube. She's on TED Talk. She's done Google chat rooms. She's done plenty. Her platform is big. Right. So go and get educated. And if you are a boss at your job, if you are president of a school, if you are in administration, right. if you're whatever, if you have the ability to instill this in your community, you should do that. That's a great way to combat it. It is. Because a coach being like, hey, knock it off, that's not enough. No. But a professional telling you, replace this with this. When you say this, it perpetuates this. When we lay out the facts, it's so much easier to follow it and to be a part of it. Right. So if we really want to combat it, we have to invest in these programs. Right. We have to, first of all, stop what's going on in its tracks and then find a way to be proactive. Right. Speak out against the root causes. Don't buy into the ideas of masculinity that see violence and dominance as strong and male, and women and girls are not of value. This is pretty much like stop teaching boys that they can't have emotions. Right. And then stop teaching girls that they have to be people pleasers. Exactly. Teach boys that it's okay to have a moment of weakness. That crying doesn't make you a loser. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you less of a... Exactly. Teach women it's okay to say no. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be strong. You don't have to be this little yes ma'am in the corner. Exactly. Teach men how they should treat women. Not that there's always two extremes. Women are an object, they're lesser than, they're submissive, they're weak. Or women, they're these damsels in distress, they need our help, mm -hmm. they need our protection. No, women are your equal counterpart. Exactly. They don't need you to defend them, but they don't need you to rape them either. Nope. There's two sides of the spectrum, and men are always on the opposite ends. We don't need defending. Nope. And we also don't need you to violate us. Exactly. Just treat us like people. Because we are people. Believe it or not, I've been able to make it through 19 years of my life by being a woman and being independent. So, mm -hmm. and which here is we are, weird. I thought, I thought I was a damsel in distress or something. <laughs> I needed someone to save me. No. Nope. Here Turns out I can do it on my own. A 20-year-old and a 19-year-old, both women. And yeah. we have a podcast. We're going to school. We're getting an education. We yeah. had jobs. We have life experience. We're doing exactly. pretty okay. And I don't remember ever having to rely on a man to get here. Me neither. That's so hmm. weird. When discussing assault, the victim's clothes, sobriety and sexuality are irrelevant. Rather, discuss that men and boys must obtain power through violence and not treat sex as an entitlement. Very basically, just stop victim blaming. It exactly. is never in any case, any situation at all, ever, the victim's fault. Mm -hmm. It is always and will always be the fault of the rapist. Exactly. It doesn't matter if she was passed out drunk, if she was butt naked, she did not ask to be raped. Nope. So it is not her fault that she got raped. It is not. Nope. And along with that, if somebody tells you that they've been raped, please take them seriously and support them. Mm -hmm. Don't ask those questions we keep bringing up. Just say, I'm here for you and I'm sorry that this happened to you and I'll help you through it. That's what they want to hear. Oh, and another thing to tell them is that their experience is valid. 
So as I was saying, something to tell your friend or whoever came to you if they said that they've been raped is to tell them that their experience is valid. That's the first thing you should say to them because they probably aren't even entirely sure what happened because that's usually what happens. You're like, did that actually happen or am I making it up or... But having somebody reaffirm that, yes, that did happen to you and and I'll be here for you really helps and it'll break that victim blaming cycle. And obviously you don't want to be asking these questions that try to place blame on them. Right. In fact, honestly, as a listening party, you shouldn't be asking any questions if you're not the police because you don't know what they're comfortable with sharing you don't know how much they actually remember whether it be drugs or just their brain trying to do them a favor and try to get rid of this awful memory right so you don't want to pressure them into telling you what actually happened you just want to be there for when they need you to be there just be someone to listen to someone that they can get reassurance from right without trying to like pull the story from them Right. We could do literally a whole nother podcast just on what to say because there's just so many aspects of it that we just don't have time for in this. It's definitely a slippery slope, but just be there and just be kind. Yes, just be there. Language is deeply embedded in culture and it's easy to forget the way words and phrases shape our reality. Rape affirming beliefs as she was dressed like a slut or she was asking for it. And in music lyrics such as, I know you want it. These phrases objectify women and reaffirm the belief that it's the victim's fault. I mean, this is just like a history of patriarchy. Right. Being like, oh, well, men can do whatever they want because they're men. Exactly. And women just have to take it. Exactly. And that's not the case as we have plainly discussed. Mm -hmm. And it's not up to a man to decide what a woman wants. Absolutely. Because honestly, you don't know. And men are oblivious to so many things in relationships anyway. What makes them think that sex is any different? Like, you can't even tell the difference between a woman being sad and a woman being angry. So don't just assume that she wants it. Think critically about the media's messages about women, men, relationships, and violence. We have to be able to question the media. Mm-hmm. question what movies and shows are telling us what music is telling us what literal news correspondents are saying on national tv exactly it's okay to question authority figures and in this case we have to because mm-hmm. they're the ones causing the problem exactly so question the media question your family question society question your school don't be afraid to point out when you know there is an injustice right Be respectful of others' physical space, even in casual situations, and communicate openly with sexual partners and don't assume consent. So enthusiastic consent or active consent, Mm -hmm. just you have to be asking and responding during every step of the sexual process. Yes. And even if it feels kind of weird at first, if we make this our normal, it will feel normal. Exactly. Right? Can I kiss you? Right. Can I take your shirt off? Can I touch you here? Even when you're in a relationship, obviously, when you know the person versus when you don't, that dynamic is a little bit different. Exactly. But that doesn't mean that you don't have to ask. If you know that person, sometimes all this is a look, a nod. Right. And if that's your partner for multiple years and a nod is all you need from her, all she needs from you, then okay, you know them. If this is your first time with that person, that's probably not going to be enough and you should, you know, verbally be asking, can I do this? Right. You know, can we 
go this far. Exactly. And that's not going to kill the mood. Like, as a woman, I would prefer you ask. I don't want to be surprised. Definitely. Define your own womanhood or manhood. Do not let stereotypes shape your actions. So this ties along with pretty much everything we've been talking about this whole time. If you're a guy, you don't have to follow the stereotype Mm -hmm. of being strong and in charge, the more powerful one. Mm -hmm. And if you're a woman, you don't have to be submissive. You're entitled to what you want and what you don't want. You can say yes when you feel like it or no when you don't, and that should be respected. And for men, you don't have to say yes or put yourself in that situation because you want your body count to be higher for when the boys ask you. You don't have to do that. It's not going to make you any less of a man. Mm -hmm. In fact, a real man would respect a woman Mm -hmm. in all aspects. And would have enough respect for himself to stop an act that he doesn't want to be a part of. Exactly. You don't like when somebody's touchy while they flirt with you. Exactly. It's not wrong to make that known, so... Society right. already puts so much, so many pressures on us. Don't let this be one of them. Exactly. Don't be afraid to be who you are and make that person good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, strive to be better than yeah. who you are. Improving police responses to sexual assaults. So we talked a little bit earlier, even in this episode and in the last episode, about how these questions of victim blaming and just the way that rape is handled in the justice system isn't enough. But The way that police think in general is a little bit scary when we, in terms of rape. So Amy Page did a little like survey to find out how cops think when it comes to rape. And she found that 22.7% of cops believe that any victim can resist rape if they really wanted to. Almost a quarter, almost one in four of all cops believe that women have the power to stop rape what? if they felt like it. So if I'm a rape victim, if I'm a survivor and I'm going into the station to talk to a police officer and they already think that I had the power to stop it, are they going to do everything in their power to help me? No. Absolutely not. What even? And then another 20.2% agreed that women falsely report to call attention to themselves. Why? Would any woman do that? Nobody makes that up. Yeah. Like we said, 2 to 8% are false reports. Exactly. So that means that at least 92% of them are real. Mm-hmm. If not 98%. If not 98 So it is not an attention thing. And nobody would purposely do that to call attention to themselves. Nobody wants that attention on themselves. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants that to happen to them. What happened to innocent self-proven guilty? Exactly. As a cop, first of all, if you're a cop, we expect you to be the one to figure out if we're lying or not. Exactly. We don't expect you to make the assumption as soon as I walk in that I'm a liar. No, if I am a liar, as a cop, you should follow the clues, right? look at the facts, and figure it out that way. Exactly. Not just assume that because I'm a woman, I'm lying. Exactly. That's your whole job, Mm -hmm. is to do that. And you can't even... Give that decency. Hello? Doesn't make any sense. No. In 2010, Martin Schwartz did a study, and he found that 32.7% of 428 patrol officers said that all reported rape cases were false reports. 32% 
of his pool of patrol officers thought that every rape was false. Are you kidding me? I don't even know what to say to that. Why even have police at this point? Right? Where is the benefit? What are they doing? Who are they helping? I'm really confused. 33% really think that rape just doesn't happen. That's a third. Every woman is a liar. That's a third for those of you who need help converting it. One in three cops. Yep. Obviously, his pool was only 428 people. So maybe that number is different if you look at a greater pool right. in a different area. But it could but be greater yeah. for all we know. Yeah. But out of these 428, a third of them really thought rape didn't happen. How are women supposed to trust the police? Exactly. Honestly. There's so many ways, first of all, in police questioning, in just bias in the first place that there needs to be reform mm -hmm. in the policing system. Not to mention that the statute of limitations needs to be higher for rape. If you're raped at 16 years old, at 18 years old, and mentally you need the time to understand what happened to you and to overcome it and to be able to tell your story without breaking down. Exactly. Three years might not be enough. Nope. You never so know. So many lobbyists are lobbying for an extension and many states have given it it's like 10 years in some states mm -hmm. as it should be it really needs to be that high because right this isn't just a robbery or a car accident no. this is emotional trauma and you need time to heal exactly obviously as time goes on it becomes harder and that's why rape is so messy when it comes to trial. Mm -hmm. But that isn't an excuse to just put trial off the table. So there needs to be a lot of police reform when it comes to combating rape culture. Definitely. There also needs to be a zero tolerance policy in workplaces and on campuses. If somebody is complaining of sexual assault, you should not ever brush it aside. There needs to be a full investigation. It needs to start that day, that minute zero tolerance and if you find out that this person is actually a rapist that doesn't mean suspend them for a week that means expel them that means send them to trial they need to go to jail they need to be tried to the fullest extent of the law yes because they broke the law yeah they violated someone exactly zero tolerance policy when it comes to rape anywhere now the next which is kind of what me and molly are trying to do when it comes to combating rape culture is bring attention to it lobby make people hear you yes. listen to survivors don't be a person that just accepts that rape culture exists and then does nothing about it talk to your friends talk to your family bring it to social media if you're political go out and lobby if you're old enough use your platform even just talking to one person that you know you have to bring attention to this to you really do. combat it People need to know it exists. People need to know what it consists of and how to stop it. Because how else are we going to do that? We need to lobby for police reform. We need to lobby for education systems that teach boys in puberty that you can't rape women. Exactly. It needs to be instilled at a young age for it to be most effective. Mm -hmm. There needs to be prevention programs in schools. Definitely. There needs to be bystander protocols instilled in schools you should know what to do in a college campus if you see a potential rape situation mm -hmm. that should be mandatory yes on every campus it should be mandatory in workplaces that should be a conference that you have two times a year mm -hmm. 
what to do if you see rape and how to address it afterwards. Mm -hmm. And how to prevent it just as a bystander. If you see somebody knocked out and there's somebody circling around them, checking in every few minutes, if you feel like that's a sketchy situation to be in, give that person some help. Exactly. Find their friends, give them water. Take care of them. Don't. Call an RA. Car, if you're in at work, call a supervisor. Exactly. Get somebody to help. Yes. Don't just sit there and be like, uh, and all of these programs, they need to exist. We can't blame people if they don't know what to do. If we're not giving them the tools to do better, how are we going to exactly. stop this? We're giving you a list of ways to combat it and to end it in, for you personally. But on a national mm-hmm. scale, there's legislation that needs to be made, that needs to be passed in order Definitely. for this to go away. Even come to fruition. Title IX. Under Obama, the regulations for sexual assault were expanded. Under Trump, a lot of them were taken away. They're being repealed on almost every campus. Lobby so. against that. Title IX yes. is so important in Huge. when it comes to sexual assault. It's not just about equality in sports. It is so much more than that. And again, this could be something we do an entire topic about. Because there's a huge subclause on reporting sexual assault in schools. Because if your school is not doing anything about it, the government should be able to. Especially if Mm -hmm. that school is receiving any kind of federal aid, which most schools are. Exactly. Here are some sources we used while putting this episode together. Rape Culture from Marshall University. Rape Culture from Brandon University. 16 Ways You Can Stand Against Rape Culture from unwoman.org. Campus Sexual Violence Statistics, RAIN.org. The National Sexual Violence Resource Center, Asking for It. The Alarming Rise of Rape Culture, What We Can Do About It. Kate Harding, Not That Bad. Dispatches from Rape Culture, Roxanne Gay. Feminist Criminology, Amy Page. Improving Police Responses to Sexual Assault, Human Rights Watch. RAIN.org, The Criminal Justice System. And for some more lighthearted sources, if you don't have the time to read 40-page journals or whole books, The Hunting Ground is a great movie to watch about when sexual assault on campus. I think it's available on Netflix. It brings so many statistics. It talks about Title IX. It talks about stories of real victims. It even talks about the stories of perpetrators who have gone to jail and their experiences. Amber and Daisy is another movie about two girls who survived sexual assault. Sadly... Just recently, a few months ago, Daisy Coleman, one of the girls in the movie, committed suicide from impacting trauma when it comes to sexual assault, which I think, sadly, it makes her story that much more important to listen to. So it's definitely a really good movie to check out for more information as well. Like I said earlier, there's also an episode of Euphoria that kind of brings to light. Actually, all of Euphoria, because there's so many, there's so much talk about drugs and alcohol and the way that women dress um that it's not a bad show to watch it is very explicit and it's very hard to watch and very emotional so if that's not for you definitely don't watch it but there's also like i said alexis jones just looking her up on youtube you'll get some of her ted talks on locker room talk and how to prevent it and what she says in these meetings with sports players in colleges and even in workplaces so all of these are sources that are easy to follow that you can also check out for more information Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We hope you'll join us next week. Like I said last time, please, if you are a survivor and you just really need someone to listen to you, feel free to call the national hotline. Feel free to DM me and Molly, uh, Change Today podcast on Instagram. Talk to anyone that you trust. Just know that there's somebody in your corner. And if you are a friend of a survivor, or if you're just someone that really takes 
this to heart and really finds rape to be tragic, speak out. And if you also just need someone to talk to about it, feel free, reach out. We are always here. Absolutely. You can always call 1-800-656-4673. They are a hotline. You can get 24-7 help. You can even just do a live chat if you don't want to be on the phone. There's so many resources. So please, 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 if you feel like you just need someone to speak to, if you're in a really bad situation, if you're thinking about hurting yourself, if you are a survivor in any way and you just need to let out a cry, please seek this kind of help. We are more than happy to listen. And there's so many people in your corner and we are working so hard to make sure that this doesn't happen to anyone else right and that you get some sort of justice with all of that being said don't don't forget forget that that there's there's always always hope hope for change change today. today